Welcome to All Ears, Senior Living Success, where we talk with industry leaders to make sure you find success in your community. My name is Matt Reiners, and I'm the co-founder of Eversound, a company dedicated to improving quality of life for older adults by giving them the gift of hearing. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by Angie Hildebrandt, Division President of Our House Senior Living, where she's held this role for just shy of 14 years. I had a chance to listen in on Angie and her team's philosophy at a recent conference and was pleasantly surprised to hear her take on the state of the industry and where we can do better. Thanks for joining me today, Angie. I am so happy to be here, Matt. Amazing. So Angie, I know one of the things we wanted to talk about here today, do you think the word thriving and the word assisted living can be used in the same sentence today? I absolutely do believe that. Uh, there are so many assisted livings, not just ours, that are operating at 100%. They have staff that are providing the care and the services, and they are thriving in any market that we're in or anything that we are faced with, there's opportunities. And you just have to really look for those opportunities. And there are opportunities in every market. So despite we've been um, obviously faced some significant, significant challenges with the pandemic, and that of course has not been easy, um, but it was something that we knew that we were gonna have to just deal with, it was here, but that wasn't gonna prevent our seniors are the people that we serve from not needing us. They were still gonna need us despite the pandemic. And so our organization, we just made the decision early on that we were gonna continue to do what we do best. And the pandemic was not an excuse. It was gonna be something we were gonna have to face and deal with. Um, and sure, we had to implement policies. We had to protect residents. You had to do all those things. But we we felt obligated to the communities that we serve to still be a leader during that time. And so we just planned, we made a plan. We did a great job executing it at that time. No, it's it's great to hear because I think a lot of people when it when it took place, you know, didn't know what else to do and just kind of put their hands up. Um and it's unfortunate, but I know when we shared a, a meal at this recent conference, when I, I kind of overheard you're your talking about your your vision and, and this plan, you were sharing some successful ways that our house was able to pivot your business. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on any of those strategies. Well, when I when I said the pandemic COVID was not going to be an excuse and we were going to continue to serve people and help people as we saw fit in the communities. We we obviously made some plans of controlling our expenses during that time, but we also recognized that staffing could get quite difficult. And we decided, and also with the limitations on family visits, we decided we were going to get a lot more transparent on Facebook. It was one of the directions that we went in. We wanted families to be able to see us on a daily basis. So we run 25 Facebook pages. We run content for those Facebook pages and we were consistently posting on there, but we also use that as, a, as an avenue to recruit staff. What we soon realized, we started out on this journey and we thought, well, we just want families to be able to see their loved ones, see that they're doing well, see that we're doing well during this time. So, um, we use this platform for that. But what happened on this platform for us is people were craving 
uh, good stories about seniors. They were craving good story. You know, as a as a healthcare industry, we were really getting a bad rap, right? And before we knew it, um, we're just running, you know, posts about, you know, I, we have our residents holding up signs. I'm doing well. I'm still here. And we went viral with one of those. We had 5 million views. Awesome. It was crazy that the audience were just looking for something positive. And in that, and this is where I talk about opportunity, the opportunity presented itself. And we took it and we ran with it. And um, we ran occupancy numbers during COVID that probably most people wouldn't believe. But we just saw an, uh, we saw an opportunity that um, people still needed our help and they still wanted hope that there was going to be someone out there that could care for their loved ones, that they were going to have staff. So with that, we also came, we also came up with campaigns to specifically target employees. And we run campaigns. I call it, um, we have a spoked wheel. So sure, we do the, we still do Indeed and some of those things, but we also have, um, we have cards that we hand out. They're called Impress Me cards. So all of our directors have a card and I actually have one here. And I don't know if it'll show up, but it says, you impress me. And on the back, it says we're hiring and there's a code. So we carry these around. If I'm at a restaurant and I just had great service, I leave this with the tip, right? Um, we, so we carry those around our communities and um, we, we give those to our staff to give to their friends. We're, we're fortunate to be in quite a few college communities. So we hand those out to hand to their friends. Um, we tell them to check us out on Facebook. We highlight our people on there with social media. And we're always looking for ways uh, to think up an idea. What can we do? The other campaign that we ran that was really great for us when it came to recruiting staff was we ran a campaign and we called it Making Healthcare Fun Again. And because again, there's so many stories out there of people that were worked to death during this time. And um, we posted we posted that campaign and that worked really well for us. Um, it brought some CNAs back into the workforce after they had been, you know, worked to death in some other settings. Uh, we, we do an appreciation campaign. So we, we try to build a culture around our people. And it's never perfect. We're in the people business, but I think we do a really good job of really building a culture around our staff of appreciation. We highlight them. Um, we have locations that hardly have any overtime for this entire year. Um, they're able to manage their, their staff. I have locations that I have executive directors in that have never worked through the floor in their career with us. They have team members that do that. So we have a philosophy of, I really need my executive directors to be running their locations and I need the staff to be their backup in those cases. So we try to build a culture around that um, and connect with our people differently. And the biggest lesson in all of that for us has been be ready for change because it's rapidly changing. What worked last quarter may not work this quarter. And it's the same with those campaigns and ads. If you're posting the same thing, eventually no one sees it anymore. So you have to be constantly reinventing the wheel, so to speak. And um, these are the things that we all strategize on. What can we do? What can we, we be different? And, it's a constant comp competition with ourselves because you want to outdo what you just did. So <laughs> those are 
I know it's a lot, but it has been a lot. <laughs> hey, I love it. And you guys, you know, from a, an outside person looking in here, it seems like you're, you're focusing on a lot of the strategies, right? It's like highlighting those positive stories and those positive moments and, and highlighting your team and, you know, making it where everybody's kind of in the recruiting business now for you guys. And with, I love those cards, by the way, that's, that's, it's so simple yet genius, right? To, to continue to get the good word out there within your community. Um, and I know, so we're, we're kind of talking about staffing a little bit and I'm, I'm wondering, cause I hear it, you know, I think it's, it's staffing is a, a hot button in senior living today. And I think you'll hear these stories about people working with agencies and whatnot. And I'm just wondering like, what's your philosophy been in, in working with these staffing agencies or nursing agencies? So we do not use staffing agency at any of our locations. Wow. Um, it's just a philosophy that we have. Staffing agency was not healthy for our work culture and what we wanted to cultivate for our team members. You know, they come into the building and we've used them. This was a lesson we had to learn. Um, we use them. They come into our building. They tell our staff that they're making $10 more an hour than they are. And, you know, you can just it all melts down from there. Right. Um, talk about making your own staff feel completely unappreciated. And that's never anyone's intent, but that's what happens with staffing agency is it kind of like a cancer. And the other observation I made with staffing agency is once you bring them in, it seems like you would never get rid of them. Um, it becomes like a crutch, uh, but it's not a good crutch either. You know, you need to get rid of them, but you can just never quite get there. Like, oh, I have this person and now it didn't happen. We just have a philosophy. We don't use staffing agency. We have to figure it out. But I also recognize that with 31 locations and some of our locations are in proximity to each other, that we've been able to support each other by taking staff here to over here. And we had that privilege where I understand other locations may not have that privilege, but it's just, it's, it's with anything. It's about planning and it's about having a plan for when you know the call off is going to happen because the call offs are always going to happen. So what, what happens when you get a call in? What's the plan for that? So we have this, what's plan A, what's plan B, what's plan C? And then there's the COVID. Like when you're when you're in a COVID outbreak status, what are we doing? It's like having a disaster plan for your staffing. Um, and so we try to have it covered. Uh, what's really great about our staffing is that we have so many people within our organization that are willing to step up and help, particularly with our COVID outbreaks. And sometimes that means we're putting staff in hotels, maybe on the other side of the state. They're coming from one location and going over there and we make that happen. But even with those investments that we have to make, we're still so much further ahead. And it, we retain the integrity of our culture by not allowing the outside staffing agencies in. And not to mention the cost of outside staffing agencies. I mean, but that, the cost seemed minimal compared to the damage, the carnage that came with the staffing agency. So we just we just don't do it. Yeah, I think it's a great philosophy to have. And I think, you know, you kind of hit the, the nail on the head. It's something you learned, right? You tried and we're like, hey, this is yes. just the the cons outweigh the pros and it's just for something sure. you're not going to do. And, it, you know, you, you're stuck to that. So, uh, you know, I commend you for that. Um, and Angie, I know we had shared this, this lunch together. A lot of people around our table seem to be stuck in this pandemic coma, uh, I think, and we both agree to it. You know, how do you think we get out of this? You know, I, I'm sitting at the table and I have that thought of, I can't believe we're still talking about COVID. That's so 2020. Um, 
because we've moved so far along with this process. Of course, it's something that we deal with, but it's really become, I remember when we had our first COVID positive, right? It's like, because oh, we were scared. We didn't know what that meant. And it was extremely scary, scary for our residents at that time. But now we've dealt with it so much that it's, you know, it's like, oh, we got the influenza A. We just, we put the, we put the, the policies in place, the, the procedures in place, and we still move on. Um, and we, it's the, it's the same thing. And we've just come to learn to live with it. But very early on in our organization, I had a meeting with everyone and we just said COVID was not going to be an excuse. It's something we're going to have to deal with. It becomes our responsibility to deal with it better than anyone else. And um, it's going to be part of how we operate. And it was not going to be an excuse for anything. Um, so we've moved past that. And, um, you know, I think there's some freedom in that as an organization of uh, being able to have, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a great team and we manage it very well. And with the vaccines that have come out, it's not as devastating as it once was. Um, so with that said, uh, it's not in the forefront for us. It's not something that is a topic of when we're talking about moving forward and we're talking about predicting what the market's gonna do. It's no longer a factor in that conversation for us. Yeah. I love that. And I think if there's one theme I'm pulling out of here, Angie, is it's once you guys make your decision on something, you're not, you're, you're moving forward with it and leaving that in the past, which I, I again, that starts with the top. And so I, I commend you and your team for really embracing that and living that as a culture. Um, and I, I know the other thing we were kind of talking about too was innovation within this industry and especially the lack of it. And I'm wondering, like, where do you think we're we're missing out as an industry when it comes to innovation? Well, I'm always trying to learn and be better. Um, and what I can't figure out and do myself, I find an expert that can, right? So I we we chose because we again we're a little larger companies with 31 locations. We brought on our own digital master, so to speak. Um, he's the Obi-Wan, you know. Uh it, it was just I needed, I knew that I really wanted to take control of this for ourselves. Um, and we knew that digital marketing was going to be one of the ways. And then all the other like things that are out there, you know, I have him check into check this app. Could this be better for us? And there's there's tons and tons of things, but what can happen is then you can really get bogged down. You can have five different softwares, and that's not always the best. You really have to weigh all those things out. But we're definitely an industry. Um because um, I was there for many years that was stuck in, this is just how we always did it. You know, it was like, why do we do this? Because it's what we've always done. And you really have to ask yourself, well, does it work? And we started really asking ourselves, does that work? And when we looked at different things, we recognized we were doing something in some cases, many, many years. Um, and we opted like this really doesn't work for us when we really looked at the numbers. And so we made some decisions. We no longer use um, um, services for placement services. Now, that was another contract we ended uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. We just had to really look, does that work for us? Or can we really take control of our own Google searches and be a present and manage our own stuff? And I just felt like no one could do it better than than we could when we could really know what you know i know what our what i want to be i know what um when the community is looking at us i know how i want to present our, our company and so we really took control of some of those things and um 
so we have a marketing team that uh, helps us. They're, they're help running those 25 Facebook pages that we're running. Uh, we're, we're expanding out into other areas and trying to do different things. And um, just we want to be the ones that do things that no one else does. It's like, hey, let's do this. Why? Because no one else does it. Let's see what happens. And that is a lot of fun for us. Um, we're a creative team. I'm uh, just creative by nature. So it, it's just we have a lot of fun with it. And I think that's the other thing is as we grow with how we're changing ourselves as far as marketing and whatnot is just have fun with it. And you figure out what works and what doesn't work, right? But we sat around the table with some people and I'm just talking about advertising and campaigns. And I'm like, well, who? what's your current hiring campaign? And no one's even thinking about hiring campaigns, but it's so important right now. Um, and so, it, well, we just never have done that. And that's that's a really a route you can get stuck in because you just that's just what we've always done. And does it really make sense? Uh, I think there's a lot of room for our industry to be more innovative and do different things. But there's also a lot of products out there and you really have to uh, look at yourself internally and determine, will that really work for me? And how will it? And what is the payoff in the end? All of those questions you have to ask yourself. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love your your quote in there of like trying to do what other communities aren't doing. And if, hey, you're not working with placement agencies or staffing and nursing agencies, I'm always like, who are you guys? Because uh, <laughs> I feel like everyone I talk to is having to encompass some of that into it. So, you know, again, just giving you guys kudos on that. And I always tell myself, I love zigging when everyone else is zagging, um, just because, mm -hmm. you know, you you got to be different because the people that are are being different and being innovative will see the the outcomes which you guys are absolutely seeing which again i commend you guys for that um I really my, my stopped and sorry to interrupt but it was I'm, such an interesting uh realization when we stopped using placement agencies our census grew um unbelievably like i had the fear of the other thing we we had just always done that we'd work with those companies and we had relied on them to generate those leads for us. But the issue with those leads that I had is I was a little bit selfish. And I said, I really hate this because not only do they send that lead to us, they're sending it to all of our competition. And it just seemed dirty to me. And so I just said, um, what if we could create such a presence that those people in the community just came to us without that. And um, it really worked with what we were doing with our Facebook stuff and then just getting someone with knowledge that could really um, explore things on Google and uh, how we show up on our Google searches and whatnot. Uh, it, it was it was a huge eye-opening, uh, I'll never look back, best decision, best decision. I love it. And my, my final question for you here, Angie, I think there's just sure. so many golden nuggets in here. But if you could give other senior living professionals, whether, you know, leadership in the home office or people in the community themselves, just three guiding principles as they look into the, the new year here, what would you say? Ooh, you know, this can change at any given day. Uh, yeah. I'm serious. Like you think, okay, this is going to be the focus and that's going to be the focus. Um, I think the most important thing that I have learned is be ready to change at a moment's notice. and and also watch what really works and what really doesn't. Because you could be running a campaign right now and it works, you get traction from it, and then it kind of trickles out. And so be ever-changing and be open to ever-changing. 
The other thing that is really important from my perspective is knowing what's going on with the competition and in the community. You know that expression, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, um, but really understanding what's going into your community, going on in your community and what your position, what your organization's position is in that community and how you can reposition yourself. So to give an example to this, if we're if we're in a, a community and maybe there's a maybe there's a competitor there and they just really do a great job. It, they've got a long term director. They're really consistent. So we're constantly chasing them. We're watching what they're doing. Um, if they're full, that's great, because guess what? Um, that means that the market is completely open to us. If we're dealing with a lot of competitors in that market, then there's a lot of different strategies. So uh, definitely being aware of your market and how to position yourself in the market. Um, I would say the third thing is really a company culture, um, what the company culture needs to be and what it, you know, how does it work and how it's going to work for you. Because if you don't have staff, you can't take care of your your um, residents and you know all of those things are important. So company culture and the happier your team members are, the happier your residents are. It all works together, ultimately. Awesome. Well, Angie, thank you so much for your time today. This was this was awesome. I, this might uh, break senior living in a good way. So thanks so much for your time, <laughs> effort, and energy, and all that you do for not only our house but for this industry as well. Thank you. If you'd like to know when we post the next episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're interested in how Eversound can help improve the quality of life in your community, find out more at eversoundhq.com.